up, everybody? And welcome back to the Outfielder Podcast, episode 31, brought to you by Sensibly Loud Media. I am your host, Justin, a.k.a. J-Mac, a.k.a. founder numero uno, and I am joined by my co-host, who is currently down on the on-deck circle, so let's head down to the field for his introduction. Ladies and gentlemen, now batting cleanup for the Outfielder Podcast, number three, the great Sam Bino. Good afternoon, Sam. Good afternoon. How are you? Good, man. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. You know, I'm doing a lot better than Ben, who is apparently digging a hole in his backyard. Right <laughs> yeah. I, so I've got a co- so several questions. First of all, I did send him the Ron Swanson quotes with the you know about digging a trench because it is not fun at all. I will give you that. <laughs> no, so it's not. It's also very hot in Texas. I'm led to believe. Yeah. It's, so um, digging is not easy at all so if you've ever had to do that you would know that that's a fucking terrible task i told him to take the interns but you know it's sunday i, I think they're off I, I don't know yeah good for them they have, they've earned it exactly yeah so ben is out digging a trench um so i stumbled across something yesterday that is well actually over the last couple of days that it's wildly upsetting and you and i were texting back and forth about it but we've got to talk about this um okay. and to be Truthful, Ben probably deserves to be in the piece of shit corner. Uh, I, I doubt that he is. Maybe he'll be like a, a add-on for the episode or something. But yep. um, So the other night we were recording the basketball podcast on the break, and I issued some... So we were talking about Kawhi Leonard and his whole saga and what's going on with the Spurs. And um, someone brought up... Uh, I think Josh brought up, is he even alive? And so I was like, maybe there's like a weekend at Bernie's type of situation going on where they're just, you know, working his arms and shit. And... So I, I issued that joke. It kind of fell flat. And I, you know, I just moved on. I didn't really think much about it. I was listening back sure. to the episode, and it, it just occurred to me. I don't think these assholes have seen Weekend at Bernie's. Wow. Which is a travesty. So well, they, they belong in a hole in the ground. Maybe, Ben's, maybe that's what Ben's doing. Is he digging a hole? Correct. I, I agree. And so, uh, so anyway, so then I texted Ben about that. He's like, yeah, I haven't seen it either. And Holy shit. Yeah, I know. And so, I, dude, I was... I, I sent all this to you after that, and I was like, if he hasn't seen this, I'm just going to go dig a hole for myself and sit in it, because, like, <laughs> <laughs> this is, that is outrageous. Like, I realize that's not, so, like, the guys on, on, on the break, they're a little bit younger than me, but not by much, and they were like, well, that, we're 90s babies, and I was like, that doesn't matter. This is, no, that, no like, that is this, a This classic. is B, B to C list gold cinema. If you have not seen this movie, this is a travesty. It's an absolute travesty. And Ben, I told Ben that his ass is in the jackpot until, until he figures this out. He, yeah. um, so then you'll love this because I, I don't think I, I mentioned this part of it to you. So um, I sent to him um, what your response was because you said, let's see, what did you say? You said, so I told I texted you and said I found out that Ben hasn't sent, seen Weekend at Bernie's and you texted yeah. me back promptly and said where did you bury him? <laughs> which is, I forgot about that. Which, I uh, there was some vodka in me to be completely honest. no, but that works out incredibly well considering he's out digging a hole right now. <laughs> yes. And so I responded and said something like with the others or something along those lines. So I sent I sent him a screen cap of that and Ben just texted back and goes ha. Huh, Way to go, Sam. And I said, no, 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 no. You're not going to make Sam the bad guy here. Your ass is in the jackpot till you've seen this movie. I don't think so. <laughs> don't try to use your spin tactics with me. Yeah, I mean, uh, my, my retorts can, can be a little harsh at times, going straight to violence and death. So he's got a point. He's the one digging a hole, and he should sit in it until he's seen that movie. That's all I can tell you, because that movie's incredible. Yeah, this is a circle of violence, death, and digging. Do you remember that? I know I haven't seen that movie in probably ten years either, so I'm right there with you. But there's some scene where he falls out of the boat and somehow is being dragged by like the ski rope and hits a buoy. <laughs> you can't buy entertainment like that anymore. So they don't even make yeah. it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean the parallels between the Bernie movie and uh, Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty parallel for sure i love that uh whenever he hits the buoy all the guys just go oh bernie like it's his fault. <laughs> like it's the dead guy's fault <laughs> as though he's gonna be in pain mm-hmm. absolutely ridiculous man absolutely ridiculous uh how's your baseball weekend been going baseball week's going pretty well i um I, in fantasy i'm pretty pleased i'm beating the first place guy i'm in sixth place out of eight 
And this will be, if I pull this one off, it'll be the second time that I beat the first place guy, Kevin, who is, his team is just dominant. So like yeah, they, they should win every round. And the fact that I'm terrible and I will have potentially beaten him twice feels really good. Yeah, I bet. I'll put you in first place if I will. beat him. Yeah, because I beat him last week. And that I, I even thought that was kind of a fluke in general because his offense was very anemic uh, based on like what it usually is. So yeah, uh, yeah, um, happy about that. You know what uh, tomorrow starts, right? What uh, is tomorrow? Rivalry, something yeah, or rivalry other? week. We have a little, little rivalry series going on. I'm excited. Yes, this will right. be good. Um, actually, it won't be good because mm, the Rangers are terrible. Yeah, the Rangers are headed to Fenway. I don't even know. So let's see. So Price went yesterday, and then Erod I think would go today. So they'll get a Chris Sale day. So that's uh, that's never a good. Blowout. Yeah, that's never good. Oh, Porcello's going today. Mm. And so what did you say? What's his name? Rick Porcello. I thought you said Porcello. No, did I did I not enunciate properly? Yeah, I don't think so. I'm a piece of shit, I know. Uh, then it'll be well, Mike Miner versus Erod on Monday. Oh, God, uh, those pitchers are good compared to ours. Giovanni Gallardo versus probably Sale. Mm. And then... Colo- oh, no, Cologne versus Sale on Sunday. That'll be... Or Ooh. on Wednesday. That'll be great. Then you, uh, I saw something about... Um, uh, fat man. Um, you just said his name. I can't remember it for the life of me. Bartolo Cologne. Bartolo Cologne. I knew you uh, weren't talking about Chris Sale. <laughs> he so he has a very unique um, stat line that I'd like to share with you. He's the second player, second pitcher ever to do this. He gave up um, a home run to the three hundredth different player the other day. Really? Yes. Interesting. So. Hmm. So, so uh, if you hear that, you hear that line, he's given up th- uh, a home run to 300 different players. Right. You immediately off the bat think that is a good indication that, or a negative indication. That's what I was trying to, to decipher in my head. I would, it's just so hard to, to determine because of how long he's played. Right. So for given how long he's played, it's, not bad. it's actually really good. Yeah. I was going to say, um, that's my first inclination was that's good, but... Like I said, I wanted to make sure I thought it out. Yeah. It, I, I, I was reading through it. I was like, there's no way this, they're going to spin this as a positive, but it's just um, the number of years that he has pitched across all of those home runs is actually fairly fairly good. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, the, other, the other part of this is that's the number of players, 300, that have hit a home run against him. He has 429 total home runs against him. So a couple of guys wow. have gotten it a couple of times. But that's not bad. No, not at all, but good for him. I forgot the, the other guy who's, who's reached this feat, but um, it's kind of an interesting, right? That's an interesting slice of data. So, we're, so we won't go too far down the stat hole here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, we it isn't. not like stat holes. I love that the like interesting, like those, just those weird things that never happen anymore. Like the fact that Max Scherzer had more strikeouts than he had like uh, walks over or what, what was that stat earlier in the year? I'm pretty sure he has like more strikeouts than he does. Oh, fuck, I don't even remember. Like ground outs or something, yeah, or like put outs or something. Something like that, but something yeah. just truly absurd. Right. Really He's, is. Yeah. What a he, waste. he put up a bit of a clunker last night um, against Miami. I think he K'd three and gave up four or five, which um, is not a terrible outing given, but it's just when you think about who he is, that's. Right, That's and that his, his opponent, his, he uh, is on my opponent's fantasy team, so I was watching very carefully to make sure that Scherzer didn't put up 27,000 points against me. He only put up like nine. And he did, yeah, um, not bad. But the, the Washington Nationals blew out Miami so hard last night. Mark Reynolds had 10 RBI. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing happened with Philly. They blew out the Pirates the other day, like 17 to four or something. There's been some really high-scoring games. Dude, that game was like 17 to four by like the fourth inning. <laughs> yeah, I. Um, it was either last night or the night before. The Rangers uh, gave up seven runs in the first, Eesh. and I was like, "Oh shit, this is going to be another blowout." But then it ended up being like seven, seven or eight to one. It was against Detroit. Detroit just crushed them in the first. Unbelievable. What that? How that series end up? I know it ends up today. Is it a rubber match today? Hmm, that's a great question. I do not know. I want to say it might be. I that say sounds it might right. Be. Yeah, this is good. Definitely stuff. playing Texas. Well, they're headed to Boston after that. That should be fun, man. I'm excited. I am excited for your team to continue to be really good at baseball. <laughs> is there a chance that the Rangers take at least one of those games? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm never going to um, totally 
write them off in terms of being able to take one game. Yeah. But Boston will certainly win the series. Yeah. I would put I would put a hundred dollars on it. Yeah. For sure. I would agree with that. I think that's <laughs> pretty yeah. The the run differential alone is speaking for itself. So when you've got guys like Gallo who can just like mash home runs, you put a couple guys on base and that's like three three runs just because of one guy's performance and yeah. It could be a real shootout in some of those some of those cases with that lineup. Yeah, and their Boston's fifth guy has been. So we were talking about the the uh, rotation in general, who they're going to face. the The guy who's to be announced right now would probably be like Brian Johnson or someone like that. So I mean, mm-hmm. that could very well happen in that second game. So that'll be on Tuesday. So that should be interesting to watch. Yeah, I'll actually have to tune in for these. It's more fun to actually watch the Red Sox, who I don't like, than to watch my Rangers. Just indeed pitifully like paw at the ball it's well, terrible at least you've got bogarts and benintendi on your team so you can yeah you have a reason to be halfway happy for them this is true i dropped mitch moreland uh, in favor of ian desmond who's been pretty good this year that's probably for the best but uh yeah. good old mitchy two bags love that guy yeah oh all right uh ben left me some sponsor stuff here he sent it over the wire so let's go ahead and do our sponsor let's see here ah uh, here we go Today's sponsor is Mad Bum's Dirt Bike Repair in Singles Bar. Need your dirt bike fixed? Mad Bum is your guy. Need to find the love of your life? Mad Bum has you covered. Find the man or woman of your dreams and ride off into the sunset on your dirt bike today. They make repair and dating so simple that even the most novice dirt biker or dater can accomplish their dreams. Located in the heart of San Francisco, right off the Embarcadero, you will love the convenience of Mad Bum's Dirt Bike Repair and Singles Bar. Back to you, Sam. Beautiful. It's a good Beautiful. sponsor. No, no mention of his injury. Sad. Yeah, that's all right. It's, I mean, that's what inspired him to open the, the dirt bike shop in the first place, I think. Yeah, you know, Mad Bum is not too far from the top of my piece of shit list, um, but I keep finding people who are just worse. He is on my piece of shit list. Eternally. There are too many. There, you know, his uh, performance has not been great since his injury. However, he has too many Paul Bunyan-esque anecdotes about his person his like persona and his aura mm-hmm. that i can't possibly put him in the piece of shit corner he'll no. come and chop my head off with an axe <laughs> probably so were you on the show whenever we were discussing i think i think it, i don't think you were yet but i think jimmy brought this to the show that ben had never heard about it the story about madison bumgarner dating some chick named madison bumgarner yes this is a verifiable fact I'm sure is Sure. He's also is. he also saved like a rabbit by killing a snake or some shit. I don't I don't know. He's just like you know, country god. What a hard ass. What a hard ass. Exactly. So, Except his shoulder um is broken. Let me ask you this. What do you think his ERA is this year? Uh above or below three? Above. It is two five eight. Huh. He's one in three. So I mean he's definitely been on the I mean he's only got thirty eight innings pitched because you know. The oh, hurt thing. okay. That's not too bad. Yeah, so he just I mean, hasn't been making any headlines. Yeah, and that's the thing too is I don't like. And the bigger biggest thing I've noticed about him is he hasn't been striking out people nearly as much. It's yep. more just grinding into pl- or, you know grinding into plays, grinding into plays. Jesus, um, <laughs> you know that kind of thing. It's not necessarily <laughs> nearly like the the dominance that like Max Scherzer pitches with. Yeah, Corey Kluber's running into a bit of a skid in that same light. He's not losing a ton. Um, but he's not striking a ton of people out the way he, he should be. Yeah, like Mad Bum struck, has only struck out 30 this year, which over 38 innings, I guess that's not terrible. But, I mean, in previous years, in 20, let's see, in 2014, he struck out 219, 2015, 234, and 2016, 251. So he's definitely not quite on pace like nearly as, as much as he was in the past. But he's like I said, he's been hurt the last two years. So Yeah, I really hope he can pick it up. I mean, watching him pitch really well and then hit the shit out of the ball also, super, super fun to watch. Before Otani, he was arguably the best um hitting pitcher in baseball. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because he he's been known to mash some dingers too. Love it. Love it. All right. Let's move on to your piece of shit quarter. Uh intro music coming very soon. But yeah, so Thank you. Reminder for all the uh, listeners in the outfield, we've got four pieces of shit per week. We've got a current player, a previous player, baseball, tangential, target, and then an unrelated target. So uh, we'll start by talking about Yasiel Puig, who um, probably doesn't need any introduction as a piece of shit. Yeah, ding, 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 huge piece of shit. Um, His performance initially when he got to to the league 
uh, was really good. And he, you know, got a chip on his shoulder and he behaved like a dickhead. He was just a, a real clown out there. And he's been struggling for the past couple of years, never really um, meeting his full potential as far as the Dodgers were, were concerned. So this year, so far, batting 263, uh, OBP of 324, OPS of 774. He's got 250 at-bats. So he's been playing a shitload, and he's just not been doing it for an offense that really needs some more pop. You want to hear something really wild? Yes. So in 2016, he batted 263. In 2017, yep. he also batted 263. And, and right now, won. he's batting 263. <laughs> yep. yep. That's the real piece of shit. Yeah, right? he's a real asshole. Because his OPS is like uh, 774 right now, it looks like. Which is not terrible. What's his war, I wonder? Let's see. 0.9 for the season. Oh, God. See, that's... Man, he's so confusing to me. He's always been like that. Like, he's so feast or famine, it seems like. Yep, career war of almost 17. So um, he hasn't been around that long, and he's had some, he's had some good seasons, um, especially 2013 2014, I think, were pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but p- after that, he just really slid down, uh, slid downhill. You know, he was a real hot-headed clown out there during and after those, those good seasons. And I think, I, I think he's trying to turn his attitude around. Mm-hmm. I think you see some of that effort um, when he does fuck up. He's not lashing out at things. He's not you know, bat flipping like a total asshole any longer. So he's trying to turn it around. I appreciate that. But for now, he's still a piece of shit. Yeah, man. I think like, so I look at like Don Mattingly, for example. And I mean, Don Mattingly is no perfect manager by any means. But I mean, he gave up on that guy. Like he gave up on him. And I I mean, it's always felt like one of those things to me where it's like, it's just, he doesn't work hard enough. Like he, it just, it's got to be that because he's so wildly inconsistent. He's obviously got the talent. But, yeah. I mean, Mattingly probably gave up on him for that exact reason. It's my guess. Yeah, and he's never had superstar stuff, but right. he behaves like a superstar. Yeah. Um, I mean, De- so, Dustin Pedroia is the same exact way. You don't have to be – you don't have to behave like a superstar all the time. I know you're, you're not in that camp. But I'm just saying – and he's not a superstar, but he works his fucking ass off, and that's kind of the yeah. point. I'd appreciate a quiet, hard worker over um, a hot-headed mess. Agreed. Agreed. All right, cool. So, so post first piece uh, of shit. X player, AJ Pierzynski. Um, again, not a surprise. Lots of people think that he's a total clown and a total asshole on and off the field. I think the only people who didn't complain about his behavior or his demeanor were the people on his team because you want that asshole in your corner. But uh, to everybody else, he's a total dick. Um, I think he's re- actually he's a classless charlatan. Agreed. He's just a fake. He's a fraud. He's Absolutely. a real son of a bitch. And also, I think he probably drinks skim milk. So go <laughs> fuck yourself, AJ. <laughs> uh, career, let's see. Career war, 24. Career about an average, 280. Uh, career OPS, 739. So you, you can't expect a ton out of a catcher. He wasn't a very good catcher defensively. So I don't, I don't like this guy. He just looks like a real asshole. No, he is. So he played in Boston in 2014. Uh, after they got rid of Salta Lamakia, and yeah. he played 72 games for him, was 254, 286, 348. So, in an OPS of six, no, yeah, 633. So, I mean, useless there. Uh, the whole clubhouse fucking hated the guy. They moved him to St. Louis. I believe that was within the John Lackey trade. Yeah. Um, something like John that. Lackey, another huge asshole. He almost made the list today. So, we mm. might unfortunately have to talk about him a little bit. Is he even pitching anywhere now? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Last pitch for the Cubs. I can't believe they didn't even bring him back on some kind of minimum deal. So, I mean, that means that, you know, they just didn't want anything to do with him. Yeah, I don't want to waste any more of Earth's precious air talking about A.J. Pruszynski, if that's okay with you. No, no, I was talking about Lackey. But, yeah, yeah. no, I get it. But that too. I don't like him either. <laughs> totally good with that. All right, next piece of shit. Yeah, um, unsurprising to you, Yankees fans. Hey. Um, Yankees fans are always these big fat guys who are like, ethnically ambiguous and they're real bro dogs um they're wearing an oversized jersey a tilted cap um they have like this incomprehensible new jersey accent and they have no baseball knowledge outside of like some regurgitated jeter stats so um (laughs) win lose or draw yankees fans you can go fuck yourself forever love it i'm all about this one all about this one it's one of those things i equate the yankees to like the lakers of the mlb like Nobody can argue that when like the the Yankees are good, baseball is better. I get that. I understand that. And 
It's just the historical portion of it. I understand all that. And it's even better whenever the, the Red Sox are rivaling them. And I know that too. But basketball is better whenever the Lakers are good. And it's the exact same type of thing. It's, it's, it draws in the general bandwagon fans. I guarantee you half the fans, not half of them, but a good portion of them have dropped off in the last few years and just haven't watched it at all because of how bad they've been while they've been yeah. rebuilding. And that's, that's a damn shame because they've been fun to watch even while they've rebuilt. Yep, I agree. Um, probably the same thing here. Uh, but you know, now that they're um, good again, the Yankees, you got all these like just oh, man, I don't even know how to describe them. I know they're just unbearable. They're unbearable when they're losing. They're even worse when they're winning, and they're winning right now, which just ah, uh, yep, just a real knife in my side. I hate those fuckers. I agree. Those are always the people that try to argue with me on Twitter about the Red Sox Yankee series. It's like just fuck off. Like I don't care what you have to th- what you have to say. I have the platform, not you, pal. Yeah, they're just a bunch of turtles over there. Exactly. Cool. Um, Unrelated piece of shit for the week is the French. Um, They're pompous. They're smug. They're kind of self-righteous. They're just a bunch of cheese-eating surrender monkeys. And uh, in turn, well, I am going to tie this back to baseball. They have exactly zero World Series titles, and they produce zero baseball players. So go fuck yourself, France. (laughs) The country of France has zero World Series. That makes sense. Yeah, I get it. I like it. What what would be France's team name? It'd be the... Fuck, I don't even know. I'll I'll think of something okay. mid mid episode. episode. Got it. Love it. Love it. Well, that's the piece of shit corner. Good work, sir. Thank you. Always good stuff to hear. Always good. I like the AJ Persinski and the Yankees thing. That's fuck them. Yeah, I don't like it. All of them. Maybe I don't even like listen to that dude talk about baseball. So clueless. he likes golf now more, and he's he's Ugh. just a real cunt. Go for it. <clears throat> Damn. Um, <laughs> Dropping the C word. I love it. All right. <laughs> let's let's get into the standings with that. Around the Diamond. That's right. It's time for Around the Diamond. We're going to talk standings, what's going on around the league, and what uh, each team is up to. Let's get started with the AL East. How about that? Yeah, I'd like to interrupt you with my name for France. France's baseball team, if okay, I could. Go for it. Uh, the Paris Pieces of Shit. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I knew you'd get there. I knew you'd come up with it. All right, let's talk about the AL East. So Boston 61 and 29, the Yankees 57 and 29, Tampa Bay 44 and 44, Toronto 41 and 47, Baltimore 24 and 64. Poor Baltimore. Poor Baltimore. Poor Baltimore. Um, the only the only thing I think notable here is that Boston's, you know, giving themselves a two-game buffer against the Yankees, which we love to see. Um, you know, I don't like the Red Sox. I dislike the Yankees more. Right. So Good on you, Boston. Keep pulling away. Should we talk about our David Price bet real quick? Oh, yes. I forgot about this. Yes. Let's. So that's, I guess, not going to, uh, it would be better if that would have uh, uh, produced itself during rivalry week, but it's not going to, I don't think. Yeah, um, I think they're going to, I think Boston will be playing Toronto next time Price starts. Yeah. So um, Justin was watching, I assume you were watching the Boston game last night. Yep. I was watching the stat lines and sort of the play-by-play, not actually live watching the game. Um, and Price just, he wasn't doing really well. He hit like three batters in one inning and, and drove in a run that way. He was just looking really, really ugly. Shaky. And that all, I didn't even have to say his name. All I did was I text Justin. I said, send him back to Tampa. And you knew exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, yeah, I did. Uh, but th- like, admittedly, Tampa isn't ever the first team that jumps into my head that he was with because he was with Toronto and, and Detroit, like in between those times. But I started thinking about it and got to it real quick and was like, yeah, get the, get rid of this guy. Honestly, yeah, I, man, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, he, uh, he strikes me as the Tampa guy because um, when the Rangers were really good 2010, 2011, Price was kind of a thorn in our side in the ALDS. Like every year, it was always like us in Tampa. And I think we won a couple times. They might have won one, but I mean, he was he was nails against us for a yeah. long time. So I... I always think of him as a Tampa Bay Ray. I've man, I've I've spent a long time trying to get a feel for like what he is. I mean, they So like the thing about him is that he was such a re, a reactionary uh reflex to John Lester leaving the Red Sox and them lowballing him at 4 years 70 million dollars, which I don't think I will ever get over ownership that ownership uh offering him such a awful contract considering he signed like 7 years to mm-hmm. 37 or something like that. Um, 
four for 70 was a joke, and I don't blame John Lester even a little bit for laughing in their face. And I honestly, I, I know that was a really hard decision for him to leave because, uh, I mean, they traded him to Oakland, and then he was a free agent, and it was between the Cubs and the Red Sox. And I honestly don't blame him for making the decision he did. I know it was really tough on him because he's a really good dude. He's one of the few, like, real wholesome guys left in baseball, I feel like. Yep. Um, so it was super reactionary to sign Price to that kind of a deal, which he has an opt-out after next year, which is interesting, mm. which he won't do because why would he do that? Um, but, I mean, right now on the year, he's 101 innings pitched. He's got, let's see, he's got a 1.4 war. So, I mean, that's helpful. Kind of what you expect out of a starter of his caliber. I, I would definitely agree with that. But further, I mean, everybody always worries about his playoff numbers, and that's always kind of the... The caveat with him, I'm looking for his actual ERA and everything over the years. Here we go. Yeah, he just really um, puts together some clunkers of some starts. He really does, because uh, and we were talking about that last night. He, so he's got a 444 on the year. That's not great. Um, he's nine and six, which is interesting, but he's still got a 444. So that's all about the Red Sox ability to put together. Right. Uh, well, last night was a great example. He got fucking shelled out there, and they still beat the the pants off of the Royals 15 to four. So um, he's uh, I just, I guess I don't know. I mean, walks and hits burnings pitch. He's got a 1.273. So he's relatively efficient and uh, I don't know, man, it's better than not having him, but I don't know how that feels come postseason. He pitched okay in this last postseason. They were just yeah, in over their heads. Regardless. That was fine. I guess. Um, why don't you tell him about the bet we made? Yeah. So the bet, um, so he's turned in two clunkers in a row now. So typically when he does that, he'll turn in two or three good starts after that. Sam disagrees with me. So it's a, what was a $15 bet? $15 bet. Yeah. That, so originally I posed win the next start, but Sam pushed back on that. I set a four and a half over under on the, the, uh, runs he shell or gives up and Sam pushed back on that too. So we're set at four. So I so take I, guess the I didn't understand the four and a half, the betting odds on that. Like yeah. I didn't. I didn't actually understand how you could possibly calculate 4.5 runs in a game. There's it's whole numbers only. Right, but it keeps the bet from pushing. So if he goes four, then we don't owe each other anything. If it's four, like if so, it, oh, look, you took the over. Yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah, I'm a betting novice. I apologize. That's, okay. That's all right. Uh, but we set it at four, so I take the under as far as how many runs he's going to give up next. Uh, uh, is that earned? We didn't. We didn't handle. I said. I said earned. I okay. think that's kind of where I think his performance is. That's in line with his ERA. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even if a, re a reliever comes in and and has to deal with bases he le or base runners he left, I mean, I still think that's fair. Yeah, he's playing a weak Toronto squad. We'll see how that pans out. But yeah. I mean, I guess my point is, I don't think he's as good as advertised. I don't, <laughs> I don't either. I don't either. Especially given that he's making two hundred seventeen million dollars and he can't stop playing Fortnite. But. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I still believe in him enough. I think I think he'll bounce back. So it'll be it'll be fun to see. So we'll stay tuned for that. We'll we'll recap everything next week and talk about where that bet is. Perfect. It's good stuff. Yeah, the Yankees. Uh, man, like I love that everybody loves to get on on the Red Sox ass whenever the Yankees beat them, but then they turn around and lose a series to like Toronto. Yeah, perfect. It's really, really not not shocking. Um, the Rays are six and four. Their last ten. Baltimore's won one game since we talked last. Um. Oh boy. Rough stuff, man. It's rough stuff. All right, let's move on to the central. Cleveland at 49 and 38, Minnesota 38 and 48, Detroit 40 and 51, the White Sox at 30 and 59, and Kansas City at 25 and 63. Garbage. It's all garbage. All trash. Cleveland Cleveland um is fine. They're a fine team. They're just a little bit better than Oakland, and they're in first place in a really shitty division. So we were talking about that a little bit ago. I want to look at the actual Cleveland numbers here real fast because they've definitely been playing better as a unit. They have. Um, they've gotten some injury, like injured people back, which helps. Um, damn, Danny Salazar's on the DL. I didn't even know that. Mm -hmm. um, they are hitting, let's see. Where is this? 255 as a team. They're getting on base 326, and they've got a 762 OPS as a team. That's across everybody. That's not terrible. No. Were you aware that Rajai Davis still plays there? Yeah. Mm, interesting. Oh, I guess he's filling in for Zimmer, right? Is Zimmer hurt? Market. Mm, interesting. Yes, indubitably. <laughs> right, right, quite right. 
Uh, it's just a forgettable division. Cleveland is the only team I would want to watch. I, I've watched some Detroit games. I think maybe they were in a skid when I started watching them after you said they were fun, but I don't give a shit. They're not that good. They're not that fun to watch, but if you need a, if you're trying to keep an eye on any other team in the central other than them, other than the, the Indians, that's the one to watch, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Unless you want to watch Kansas City just get destroyed. Oh, man. <laughs> Last night, the, uh, so we were talking about price giving up the, uh, the uh what was it like five, I think? I'm looking right now. I'm pulling up the stat on that game, stat line on that game. But um the Red Sox just came back and hammered them so hard. And they put a position player out there, which I'm always a fan of as far as putting a position player on the mound. I think it's like their backup catcher. And I love it. Sandy Leone fucking scored or drove a run in off of him. And I was like, this is I, I think I tweeted something like I think the Red Sox are about to win this by like twenty. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw Mitch Moreland pitch the ball in the last couple of years. That's always fun. Oh yeah, dude. He 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 does definitely does that. He does that more in Boston than he ever did that in Texas. Man. It's pretty rare that they run into that that occasion, but um even so. Okay, here we go. So yeah, they had so Boston went down three nothing. And then they scored four runs in the fifth, three runs in the seventh, one run in the eighth, and seven in the ninth. <laughs> oh, God. Just wow. destroyed them. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan. Clearly. Also, for Jimmy's sake, I love to see the Royals get beat up on. Just, you know, I get it. Yeah. Is Mike, Mike Moustakas is probably the only good player on that team. Yeah, more than likely, I would say. I, I, I'd be amazed if he wasn't a pretty big uh, candidate come two or three weeks from now yeah i know he's got 17 or 18 home runs and like 50 something rbi so probably the only real producer out there would you touch him would i touch him Mm -hmm. you want to clarify for the audience as far as like trading for him come on oh okay what are we we i mean i honestly didn't know where you were going (laughs) (laughs) you know me well enough yeah i would he's he had one bad season um year before last and people, um, you know, said he was overrated. Then he came back last season and had a good year. And he's, you know, looking pretty good this year. I think, I think, yeah, I would, I think there's a good shot that he ends up um, with another squad by the deadline, be it potentially um, the Red Sox mm-hmm. eh, or um, maybe the Braves. I don't, I, I'd be really, really cautious of this, of a deal with, for him simply because I would be concerned about what Kansas city would want for him, given the state of their current organization. Um, I would say that who, whatever team, so I know that the Yankees are going to need a third baseman and I know that they've been talking uh, with the Orioles about Machado. I would say this is probably a very worthy backup plan for any Uh, team that's in that spot. Totally agree. I read that there are seven teams interested in Manny Machado right now. Yeah. Overrated, too. I think he's way overrated. He's, I think he's having a very good season, though. Isn't he having like a very good season? Well, yeah, but he's on a really, really bad team. So I don't really. That's not his fault. Sure, it is. <laughs> Look at Mike Trout. Is it his fault that the Angels suck? That's just, that's just stubbornness. No. That's Shut just up. stubbornness. Um, no, he's having an okay season. He's bad. No, he's having a great season. Actually, he's batting 310, 380 yeah. on, on base and nine thirty six OPS. So, uh, I would just my concern would be the exact same concern that the Royals are dealing with. That and the Orioles are kind of in the same state. I would be concerned about what they're going to want for him, and I'm I'm not that comfortable with Boston giving up that much for a rental player. Yep, I think that's fair. I think you see a lot of teams starting to think that way come the deadline. They um, see the need for the hole that they're trying to fill, but they are definitely the smarter clubs, at least are thinking long-term about the repercussions of that rental player agreement, right? Yep, I agree with that. I think that any team that's going to trade for him is going to want some sort of wink, wink, nod, nod thing that he's going to re-sign with them. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, it just depends, right? I mean, we wanted something for Darvish because we know that we're going to lose Darvish. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, you know, we talk about um, getting that fucking guy, Willie Calhoun, mm-hmm. from the Dodgers. It's just like that we wanted Cody Bellinger. Yeah. And you know that you know they come in high and then you negotiate down. You end up with a Willie Calhoun who's not going to even. He'll get some reps later this year, I certainly hope. Yeah, but that whole thing is looking better and better, I would think, for the Rangers at the end of the day. Because Darvish is not the same player. And if they would have given him a big contract, I think they would have regretted that. 
Yeah, I think you're right. So, it I mean, better than nothing, I guess. But I guess it'll be remain. It'll, it remains to be seen what will happen with Willie Calhoun. Yeah, that statement says it all. It's better than nothing. Better than us just, you know, flushing the season down the toilet and waiting for Darvish to go somewhere else. We need to get something for him. I assume it's the same same story with Machado. Exactly. That's exactly how I would look at it, that too. All right, let's move on to the West, speaking of. Yeah. Uh, Houston is at 60 and 31. Seattle, 56 and 34. Oakland, 49 and 40. The Angels at 45 and 45. And Texas at 39 and 51. Uh, same, same fucking thing, right? I mean, yep. again, the biggest surprise to me is that Oakland is um, above 500. I expect them at 500. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of, you know, doing a little bit better. They're not going to make a play for second place against Seattle or a wild card anywhere, but they um, have a lot of offense. I think they're going to have more valuable trading chips than a lot of other teams who are, you know, flushing the team down the toilet. I agree with that. Are, is there any chance that Oakland kind of st- uh, sits tight and doesn't do much at the deadline? There is a chance of them doing that. Um, they're in talks uh, with extending Chris Davis right this second mm. because Chris Davis likes it in Oakland. Nice. The, the good Chris Davis with right. K. With the K, right. The he, he wants to stay there. The namesake um, of our last episode, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if Oakland will be able to shell out the cash that he certainly deserves, but um, an interesting turn for sure. And then, you know, if you re-sign Chris Davis, then why the hell would you sell everything else around him? No, I agree with that. Uh, what I wonder what Oakland's payroll situation looks like. It can't be much. So, I mean, I would think that one big deal isn't going to... I mean, it's going to be a value. He's not... I don't know if he's that proven yet. I would say that to the more critical eye of, of baseball watcher, probably. But, I mean, overall... I mean, right now he's making $10.5 He's got two years of arbitration years left, so they'd have to buy out the arbitration years. Mm-hmm. He's right now, he's already 12% of their payroll. Wow. So I don't know what an extension like that would look like for a guy who's at age 30 right now. So, I mean, that's probably going to be like a three-year deal, I would think. Something along those yep. lines. Um, yep. He might be able to squeeze out four for a hometown discount or something. Yeah, exactly. And if he, I mean, that's probably the most dynamic player that's been there that I can think of since Cespedes. Yeah, he's, I think this is going to, he's on pace for this to be his third or fourth season in a row with 40 home runs. I think it's three. Yeah, that's not bad, man. No, he he crushes. It's astounding that nobody's heard of him. <laughs> who who are you talking to who hasn't heard of him? Just, just the general folk. Yeah, the interns and legal. They don't oh, know what yeah, the fuck they're talking about. Guys, yeah, they forget everything. It's, it's a damn yeah. shame. Um, uh, Houston Houston's still doing really well. Seattle's adequate. Um, this is this is where it's going to be for the rest of the fucking season. Yep, I agree with that. Um, Houston called up Kyle Tucker yesterday. Yeah. I'm, I applaud your uh, pickup of him in the fantasy league. Great call. If I had had the move, I would have done it, but certainly not as early. You seem to have your fucking finger on the trigger there. So remember how we were talking about the Vlad Guerrero? I, I'm not comparing these two players uh, thing, but remember how we were talking about how you've been watching patiently for that? He's yeah. one of those. I mean, ah. that dude um, in the minors, he's been hitting like he, he's been playing his ass off. Um, good. Yeah, I mean, good pickup. He got his first hit of his MLB career, so good for him. Um, I hope to see another young guy push. I I always like watching guys get called up midseason and then really just start to crush the ball. I mean, I picked up Juan Soto and Ronald Acuna. Those are, those are the things that really make me like watching baseball, watching those young guys. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that um, – oh, sorry, what were you saying? No, that's it. Oh. Yeah, I think that those that's always kind of the beauty of especially our fantasy league too is finding those players that are um kind of on the way up, you know. Yeah. Uh in Triple A, he's so he's 21 years old. He's hitting 306, 371, 520 with 14 homers, 66 RBIs and 14 swipe bags. He's um an all-around good player then. Sure is. How's his defense? His defense is not bad. I mean, he's an outfielder, so uh yeah. I mean, he can't be any worse than like I don't even know who they're out. I know Marisnik is one of them, but that's all I got. They still have Josh Reddick out there. Uh, yes. He's great defensively, but not offensively. That yeah. guy's got a cannon. Yeah, he sure does. Yeah, he can gun down anybody, but yeah, the the offensive prowess has never been there. I feel like right. he's been there, kind of like a Jackie Bradley Jr. As it were. Indeed, God, isn't that the <laughs> damn truth? <laughs> Sorry. Oh. So frustrating, man. And every time it seems like he's going to kind of get it together, he just you know, doesn't. 
So, I think he got an RBI last night, didn't he? he did. not? Yeah, but <laughs> against a position player on the mound. So I, <laughs> I don't know, if, know how relevant that is. Um, it's like me going up there and hurling the ball. Exactly. Um, Seattle, uh, they're going to be in the market for starting pitching, I have a feeling. Yeah, that makes sense. I, who do you think they would go for? Someone like Hamels. Hamels. I will say Hamels needs to shave that mustache that he's got going right now. He does that every season, and it looks terrible. It looks absolutely awful. Ugh. It's not even a good um, push-broom type situation. It just looks awful. <laughs> so James Shields is on the White Sox. He used to be good, but isn't good this season. Do you think a change of scenery to a Seattle would do a guy like James Shields very, very good? I f- Did he pitch there already? Yeah. So he'd be coming back. Maybe? I think so. I'm looking right now. Um, no, he did not. I was thinking of... Uh, I think he pitched for the Padres. Mm. That's what it was. Yeah, I knew it was like a West Coast team. Uh, I could see that. Uh, I just don't know what his value is ex- exactly. I mean, he's got a 453 ERA, so that's probably not really telling of how well he's pitched this year. 119 innings, 106 hits. Only sixty earned. Fifteen. I mean, home he's runs. basically he's bad. basically another uh, David Price. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Um, <laughs> that's all I can say to that. I don't even know. <laughs> I mean, doesn't Seattle um, need another David Price? They got it in James Shields. Hey, if they want him, I'll, <laughs> I I don't think that Boston <laughs> could take the hit. Well, they can't take the hit, but I don't think that they're going to want to give up on uh, any other players and just eat their salary to tell them to go away. I think there's been enough yeah. of that for a while. I, also think, I think James Shields just signed with the White Sox. No, that's not No, true. no, he's been there a couple years now. Blah. I don't know what his contract... So he's... Oh, he, so he signed a... So he signed through this year. So he is going to be a rental player. So they're going to move him for sure. Four years, $75 million with a team option in 2019. You heard it here first. He's going to be a Seattle Mariner in less than three weeks. I could see that. I could definitely see that. Um... But I like that. I, I definitely think they're going to need starting pitching, though. Okay. I like that call. I, I'm really looking forward to the hot stove heating up so that we can uh, potentially skip the standings and just talk about what the fuck are the, all the trade talk is. Yeah, so that's coming up. So we got the All-Star break next week. We've got a very special episode of The Outfielder coming. It's, uh, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. So I, I don't want to give away too much, but that's going to be a blast. And then it's going to be all hot stove, so I can't wait. Awesome. Uh, Angels have Otani hitting now, don't they? Yeah. Pretty sure. Mm, whatever. They need to take it easy on that guy. I can't uh, say it enough. I think I've said enough on the subject. But, agreed. Um, agreed. They got to take it easy on that guy. Agreed. All right, let's move on to the NL. The NL East, Philadelphia is at 49 and 37. Atlanta, 50 and 38. Washington at 45 and 43. The Mets at 35 and 50. And Miami at 36 and 55. Still anxiously awaiting Miami to overtake the Mets. I, I don't know if that's going to happen, but it would really make me a little bit happy. Yeah, Washington, um, Washington didn't, hadn't helped that the last couple in this series. No, they haven't. Um, Philly's in first. <laughs> Good for them. Well, they're um, tied. They're tied. They've, they're, eh, no, they're not. Oh, they've got the better uh, percentage. Okay, gotcha. Yep. Yeah, they've won six in a row. They're eight of their last ten. Um, so they're they're kind of on fire right now, and they've got some pitching that's really good and they've got some hitters that are heating up and I, I like this fight. I like this fight between the two, um, the two teams, Atlanta and Philly still wish Washington was in it, but they're just a dumpster fight right now. So they are, but their schedule is incredibly easy coming up. I've read that for them. Yeah. So that's going to be helpful for them. Um, I really like, I mean, I feel like Atlanta, I mean, Atlanta's five and five of their last 10. They've definitely kind of, I I think that series or that involved a series against New York though. To be fair, it did. So the Yankees, not the Mets. Um, so I mean, and then Acuna Jr. is hurt. So that sucks. It does suck. Not enough people know about him. That's for sure. You think that's true? I absolutely think that's true. Really, man? Yeah, he's going to be really good. I've got him on on my fantasy team. Love watching that guy play. He goes hard on every play, and that's probably why he's hurt again. Yep. Just. Got the gusto. He's legging out, you know, infield singles and getting hurt on half of them. Just stop doing that. <laughs> it's a dangerous play, and that's you know, you, it is. I think this is a side and an aside, but you you know, some teams 
and management give players shit for not hustling down the line on a routine grounder. Um, but a lot of guys get hurt doing that. You yep. think about Bryce Harper last season, he missed like the, you know, two months out of the year because he like hyperextended his knee or something or fucked up his patella. I don't remember. Wasn't he but trying Acuna to- did the same fucking thing. This happens all the time. They slip on first, legging out, you know, a routine infield single or infield um, play. And then they're out forever. And that's, that's not valuable. Or my personal favorite when they try to slide into first, that's always yeah. a blast. That I'd actually rather out. them slide into first than fucking leg it out that hard on a wet, on a wet first. True story. Um, we were talking about Washington's schedule. So they're playing Miami. What the fuck is this calendar? Okay. They beat go. Miami 18 to four. Last yes. Night. Last night. Yeah. And they're playing that game right now. Then they move on to a series against Pittsburgh, a series against the Mets, then the all-star break, then Atlanta, then Milwaukee, then Miami for a four game set. And then the Mets and then Cincinnati and then Atlanta going into August. So they're, they're running into a softer part of their schedule or a, uh, I would say probably a, a portion of their schedule that they're going to match up better against. Yeah. But isn't that kind of the, the, the point and what you'd be worried about if you were a Nats fan is you're having to try to rely on matchups to win series. That's not good. I think that's, yeah, I think that's fair, but um, the numbers don't lie, right? If you're playing teams that are shittier uh, for the remainder of the season, that means you've probably already gotten through the rough patch. True. As much as we like to see Washington play Boston and the Yankees, and those games are phenomenal, Yes. Um, you know that you got easy times ahead when you're going to go play fucking Miami. Yeah. I would just be very concerned about, I don't even know if, if they played the Yankees yet, but I mean, Boston just walked into town and fucking swept the hell out of them. They and did. I think, yeah. I'm pretty sure they only scored like four runs in the whole series. Something like not, that. Not a great offense. Not. Play. Bryce Harper you, still hasn't picked it up. I think he went three for three last night and had four runs because he walks like a monster, but um, still not getting it done. Nobody on that team is, except for Mark Reynolds, who hit 10 RBI last night. Yeah. What a. That was like his. That was just kind of a breakout game for him in general. He, yeah, you can't sleep on him. I think he's owned in 3% of our leagues. Yeah. Or um, owned by three percent of owners in our in our in our fantasy league, but he can fucking hit the ball. He did so in Colorado, that's for sure. Yep, sure. If did. He's on fire. He's a, a real commodity. Indeed, they've split the they've uh, the watch the Nationals have played the Yankees four games and split it. Okay, that's pretty good. It's okay. It's not great, but not not what you're looking for either. Uh, we're gonna do a bit of a story here in a few minutes on on a particular Nationals game. Um, They had a little uh, players only meeting on Thursday night and had the opportunity to play Miami on Friday. And uh, we'll talk about how that went, but it's pretty okay. Um, All right, let's move on to the central Milwaukee at 53 and 36, the Cubs at 50 and 36, the uh, Cardinals at 46 and 42, Pittsburgh at 40 and 48 and Cincinnati at 39 and 50. These numbers look exactly the same as before. Sure do. You watch any Brewers? Yeah, I watched a little Brewers. I like watching um, Nebel close the game because he's not my team. Yes, indeed. I still, I tweeted about this the other day. I really, really, I don't get the same feeling from this Cubs team, from that 2016 team. But it's just Javier Baez like doing triple plays, stealing home, hitting home runs, and yeah. like playing playing deep, <laughs> deep second base, and just like. He's a really fun player to watch. Arguably the most fun player to watch in all of baseball. But he can't do it by himself. No, not at all. Not at all. All right, let's just move on to the West because there's not really much to talk about there. Um, NL West, Arizona at 50 and 40. Dodgers, 48 and 40. Colorado, 46 and 43. San Francisco, 46 and 45. And San Diego, 38 and 53. Looks like Colorado leapfrogged San Francisco since we last spoke. Yep. Dodgers are like nipping at the heels of Arizona, which is kind of surprising. But um, they picked up the pace. I don't. I think Arizona's probably still going to continue continue onward and win the division. Yeah, they're four and six of their last ten. I still think that they're going to need to add something at the break. I don't know if that's a hitter necessarily because their offense has been absolutely nails. But I, I don't know. I'll have to watch a little bit more. Their pitching seems okay though. So, yeah. I mean, they're, you know, and then they've got the run, run back up there. Uh, Dodgers, like you said, plug it along, Colorado. So this division now looks about like where I thought it would at the beginning mm-hmm. of the year. So um, I'm hoping that Colorado starts, I mean, they're eight and two of their last 10. I'm really hoping that by the time that we see them 
uh, in about a month's time here that uh, it's going to be a little bit better. Yep, that'll be a good, uh, hopefully a fun game to see in person. Indeed, I got my Ronald Acuna Jr. shirt in the, the mail the other day, so I'm pretty stoked for that. Hopefully his leg doesn't fall off between now and then. I, I, I agree with that. I'm also happy that the post office didn't burn my mail again. Yeah, I mean, if his leg falls off, that's a lot of DL days per leg, wouldn't you say? <laughs> Dude, I listened back to that. That made me laugh so hard. That's good stuff. That's solid baseballing talk. Oh, man. All right. Well, those are the standings. Good stuff. I think that uh, maybe for the next episode, we should do just a deep dive of what we think each team needs. Contenders. Ooh, okay. Maybe. All right. That'll take a little more work, but I'll do it. What, let's do... AL first and then NL, now lead us to the hot stove. Love it. Yeah, that's cool. Or NL and then AL, we'll decide, whichever. We don't really cool. care. Good um, idea. Let's talk about this Nats game that happened the other night that I mentioned. So, uh, as we've been talking about, Nats have been struggling, right? They, um, let's see, pulled up my notes on this here. All right. So, they had a players-only meeting on Thursday night where I guess Max Scherzer lit into everybody, which I would love to see. Because um, that could, dude's... I could, I could definitely picture that happening, uh, but that guy's always cal so calm, cool, and collected. That'd be so good to see. So when, when you look into a man's eyes like that, and his eyes are different colors, yeah. do you think it instills more fear or more uh, giggles? It scares the shit out of me. I think I would laugh in his face a little bit. <laughs> okay. Which, which eye color would you focus on? Probably the blue one. He just looks like a, an Australian shepherd with that weird <laughs> heterochromia thing going on. Looks like an Australian shepherd. I love it. Um, so going into Friday, rubber match against Miami. So they just, they just dropped a game against Miami. Okay. Hellickson was on the mound. Medium, medium pitcher. Apparently he was violently ill from what Dave Martinez said at a press conference, which I have close to no faith in Dave Martinez. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but I mean, is he really any different? We talked about this last episode. Is he really any different than any manager that they've had in the last three years? No, no, not at all. Um, so he uh, Hellickson takes the mound, lays a turret on the mound, seven earned in two innings. Ugh. Okay. 63 pitches. He was at 63 pitches through three innings. <sighs> Mind yeah. you, Miami has the third worst offense in baseball. Yeah. Okay. Um, Hellickson was sent to the plate to hit for himself. Of course, he struck out. Shocking, right? Predictable. Um, went back to the mound in the fourth, gave up two more. They finally sat him down after he had shelled a total of nine. Okay. Okay. Great look. So they were down nine to one in the fifth against Miami. Over the next three innings, they had 10 hits, a sacrifice, seven walks, and scored a total of 13 runs. Holy shit. Trey Turner hit a grand slam that netted him six RBIs total in the game by the time everything got done. Um, Nats surrendered three more runs in the top of the eighth, but they held on to win 14-2. to two. It was the largest comeback in franchise history. Good for them. It's against a shitty team, though. Exactly. So I think that's kind of the point. They're getting all this pomp and recognition for this, but like, that team is really, really not good. These are, the, these are the teams where you expect people to do really magical things, right? Like when the Astros were garbage, you Darvish almost threw a perfect game against them two seasons in a row. They were terrible. Those are the teams that when you go up and see Max Scherzer pitch, you expect him to K-12. Right. He didn't last night, thank God. Thank God. But these are the <laughs> things you kind of, I mean, if you, if you have a keen eye for baseball or you talk about it with the frequency that we do and really keep our eye on it, um, you expect that shit. I mean, yep. it's never it's never out of the realm of possibility for any team worth its salt to creep up on Miami and totally blow that blow that lead up. So let me ask you this: in the frame of all that, who do you think the best player on the Marlins currently is? Um, Without looking it up, I'm probably going to say Starlin Castro. So that's incorrect. Well, that's just my opinion. It's, I it's, think he's the best. It's close. Like num by the numbers, it's close. Uh, so Starlin Castro, uh, batting two ninety, huh? Dietrich? Nope. Uh, nope. Starlin Castro is batting two ninety seven, OBP of three forty six, slugging four fourteen is seven sixty OPS. That's not terrible. No. However, the best player on their team is JT Realmuto. Okay. 
305, 358 on base, and 903 OPS. Yeah. All right. That's significant. Their catcher is their best player on the team. That's a problem. Yeah. Admittedly, in the realm of catchers, he's doing fairly well this season. Um, but there's nothing on that team. There's no, just no talent. Not at all. Lewis Brinson's hurt, so that sucks. I, I think mm-hmm. he's one of the few bright spots on that team. Um, God, the Rangers were so stupid for trading him. I don't even know why they did that. Um, I wonder where... So I would think that he'd be a piece... He's probably one of the only pieces they'll move. Do you wonder, think they're moving anything? I feel like they did all of their moves. Already. Oh, no. They're definitely going to move stuff. What are they going to play with? <laughs> they they didn't cool? worry about that going into the year. <laughs> Holy shit. I mean... Are there any people... Do they have a single double, triple A team? Uh, you got me, man. God damn. You got me. We may have to create another team name here. At a certain point, you run out of players to give away. Correct. I agree with that, but I just... I mean, if they went down that path, I mean, I guess they've got to keep going down that path. I, dude, no okay. idea why they went that direction. No idea. Other than it was too expensive and they couldn't really afford to buy that team in the first place. That's pretty much it. That's what it feels. That's such a shitty thing. I can't believe that the MLB let that happen. It's a Yankees Homer deal thing. I mean, I guess there weren't. I think it's all Yankees things. I'm a real conspiracy theorist for those dick bags. I I agree with that, and I mean, look, man, I respect. Well. I should say this. I respected <laughs> Jeter as a player like more than probably any other Yankee I've ever dealt with other than like Mariano Rivera. But like that guy knows nothing about what he's doing here. Yeah. I hope we look back in three or four years and we think, wow, I can't believe I had that shitty take. But right now it's hard to think anything other than this is really terrible. I agree. And like I said, I just I don't understand how baseball let that happen other than it's just a, a glitter type of move. But who cares? Like, I, I, I don't know. It's just outst- uh, outrageous to me, I guess. It's not OK. It's not. It is not OK. At you all. cannot do that. <laughs> uh, do I have that? Yep. And you cannot do that. There you go. <laughs> Your tone is perfect. I know. <laughs> Just when I get wound up about these things, you know, it's one of those things. All right. <laughs> we got one last segment. Let's do rapid fire. Rapid fire time. You kick us off, man. Yeah. All right. Um, what is the best name in baseball? What's the best named player in baseball right now? Descalso. Descalso. Yes. Love it. Love that name. I always have this weird thing where like names like that will get stuck in my head from time to time. Right. It's just, just like a weird tune or something. And that was the one maybe a month ago. Uh, I yeah. love I'd that have name. to go with Chris Archer because Ooh. what a last name for a fucking power pitcher. Yes. Love that. Love that. Um, let's see. Are the Dodgers for real at this point? No. Okay. No, I don't think so. Um, you know, as many home runs as Mac, M- Max Muncy can hit and Matt Kemp might be on fire. I think they're still lacking Kershaw or any semblance of a great pitching staff. Agreed. Um, I don't think so. No. Agreed. What do you got? Um, are there any good teams in the NL, Justin? Yes. I th- really? Yes. I don't think that there's a team in the NL that will c- compete with an AL team in the World Series. I guess that's really my question. Yeah, that I don't think. I, it's an AL year no matter what, I think. Ugh, what a garbage year for the NL. But the, I would say that there are... I think it's been a good year for the NL in a sense that there's been growth going on and that there's going to be more of a powerhouse coming in the near future because it's been so AL-heavy for so long, it feels like. Yeah, I, I, I think that's accurate. I like that take. To that same kind of vein, my next question for you is... Does the NL at some point add the designated hitter? No, I don't think anybody will allow that. All the pitching stats would go out the window. I agree. I think that's just one of those things they're going to have to hold on to. I don't want them to. I wish they'd pick up the DH. Um, That being said, I do like watching pitchers try and hit, but they don't try very hard. The ones who do are great to watch. but Like Madbum. No. Watching like Wei Yun Chen go up there and like swing like a girl, it's not a lot of fun. It's a wasted out. And it affects the strategy of the game. It's like, I'm going to intentionally walk this guy because the guy next sucks so, so badly. Um, I don't like that move. I think it's like flopping in soccer. Fuck you. But it also, like, it also adds, like, the double switch and things like that that are just different. And 
I guess I always wonder, like, when you have interleague play, it what affects is the, the World Series deeply, yes, in my opinion. I agree. But I, I think more about interleague play. I don't ever really think about the World Series when I think of that because it's so expected. But I just wonder, like, what... Like, I know Alex Cora is, like, he's a great example. Like, how does he walk into a series against the Phillies and strategize versus what they usually know. do? You know, like, that's such a, um interesting question. So Yeah, I don't like it uh, during the World Series specifically because yeah. I think AL teams are at such a strategic disadvantage. Agreed. Um, that's just part of the game, though. Yep. So then what I think doesn't really matter. Apparently. <laughs> you do have... You do have a, a basketball pod, though, so that, that helps get your uh, your opinions out there. Great. Love it. All righty. I think that concludes Rapid Fire. Do you have anything else? Mm, nope. Did you have another question? How many questions did you ask me? Two. Oh, okay. Cool. That just piggybacked off of what you had asked me. Ah. All right. I want to remind everyone to check us out at sensiblyloud.com. Make sure to check us out on social media at OutfielderPod. On Twitter, same thing on Instagram. We are the Outfielder Podcast on Facebook. We are on the Apple iTunes Store. We are on the Google Play Store. Make sure to check us out. Rate, review, subscribe, share with your friends. Uh, get us out there. Make sure that uh, everybody knows how great this uh, wonderful pod is. We enjoy doing it. And we want to make sure that it gets out there as much as possible. Uh, we like, like I said, we want to thank everyone for tuning in for episode 31 of the Outfielder Podcast. We would like to thank all of our fans, Sensibly Loud Media, our sponsors, and those with the sharp eye to keep the runners close. Grounds crew, please keep patrolling that outfield, and we'll see you right back here next time on the Outfielder Podcast. Go, 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 go.